Welcome to the Northbound Wealth Podcast. All opinions expressed by me, my co-hosts, or my guests are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Northbound Wealth Management, LLC. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment, tax, or legal advice, or as a solicitation to offer or buy any securities. Clients of Northbound Wealth Management, LLC, may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. This is Brent Foster, CEO of Northbound Wealth Management. Welcome to the Northbound Wealth Podcast. This is the introductory and first podcast that will lay the groundwork for what's to come on uh, the weekly podcast that I'm looking to put out. Uh As we get started here, first and foremost, since it's the season of graduation and new beginnings for high school and college students, I'd like to provide some motivational sayings, creeds, or wisdom that I've learned. Hopefully you can glean something from each one of these. Uh, Number one, regarding your personal finances, if you lack discipline with your own money, I suggest that you follow uh, somebody like Dave Ramsey, put yourself through Financial Peace University, It will change your relationship about money and put you on the right path to build your wealth. For those who are parents, uh, you could read his book, Smart Money, Smart Kids. That one's really good. I think his daughter's on that one, Michelle Cruz. Um, And then if you're struggling uh, with money and personal finance later, uh, always a good book is uh, Dave Ramsey's total money makeover. That one's a good one too, to try to get yourself back on track. But Financial Peace University is something that I'm really excited about. I've gone through it myself with my wife and I. Uh, so for those of you who are out there uh, looking for a really good, uh, a really good program and a solid way to go about it, that's uh, that's one way. Uh, that's one of many ways to go about it. But uh, you know, that's one that I highly recommend. Uh, number two, set goals constantly, dream big, even crazy. You'll be glad you did. Trust me. Trust me on that one. Um, if you set low goals, um, that's what you'll get. (laughs) Uh, so number three, surround yourself with good people, do what is right. Get on the same bus as those who are doing good. Seek to be a good person. Put the childish ways behind you stand up for what is right, notice other people that are doing well or doing good, and invite them on the bus to join you down the good road. Go down that path or that road that is right and don't be distracted by people with meaningless pursuits. Life is short and you don't know when you'll get hit by a bus or have your health taken from you. Number four, when it comes to corporate America, No one cares about you except you. My father told me that just before my first corporate job, and it's true. Humans are selfish people, and corporations are not exempt from this fact. Employers will pay you what they think you are worth. That's a big one. If you think you're worth more than what an employer is paying you, don't complain. Become a business owner and pay yourself what you think you are worth. And again, don't complain about it. If you don't ask, you won't receive. The same is true in baseball and can be applied to any sport. If you don't swing the bat, you'll never hit the ball and take calculated risks when investing. Otherwise, you are speculating. 
But even in gambling, people make calculations. I think I skipped one, so it's up down to six. When you make good money, don't spend good money on meaningless things. Save and invest so that you can be prepared for when life hits you. Seven or eight, be humble when you get your first job out of college. Understand and own the fact that you do not know anything. The quicker you realize it, the better you'll be and the and you'll be well on your way to wisdom and knowledge. Be humble, work hard, and learn as much as you can. You'll earn most people's respect. Not always, not everyone, but most. Seek first to understand before being understood. That's a Stephen Covey. Uh, ism, check out that book, uh, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That's a really good one. Realize you can't please everyone, so just be you. The formula for success in life. This is uh, one of one of my um, one of the things that I've learned and I just really love, and that is uh, faith plus obedience equals success. So. Uh, my definition of success is being faithful, being obedient to what God's calling me to do. And that will equal success for me in life. Um, it's not monetary. It's not any other material thing. It's something much bigger than that. And so everything else will fall into place if I follow that formula. It's not what happens to you, but how you respond. Um, that's that's one that's common. Every Everyone should get that one. Um, again, it's not what happens to you but how you respond to what happens to you because life throws you a lot. So there you go, you guys. Good luck in your uh, in your new chapter, your new phase after graduation. And parents, good luck too. Uh, whether you're an empty nester or if you're uh, not. <laughs> uh, also, uh, this is a great way to parlay into the next thing. Uh, that I wrote down to share with everybody. I thought it would be a good idea for me to share my first experience in investing. It takes me all the way back to high school, basically, uh, in in the 90s, late 90s. In 1996, for my birthday, um, I remember my dad asked me what I would like or what I wanted. I told him that I didn't want a gift, but I wanted him to co-sign a UTMA investment account so that I, or let me back up, a uniform transfers to miners account. Um, I researched to figure out if I could even have an investment account. And so that's what I figured that I could have. They had made the rules then. So um, I so that I could invest in this new trading platform that was on the World Wide Web for those I'm dating myself, but it's called E-Trade. So the late 1990s, it had been a stellar bull market. I decided to dive into investing in technology stocks in the later stage of that bull market. After all, what could go wrong? For those that don't know, it was just a few years later, it was going to be Y2K. And it was the run up to the tech bubble of 2000. And then soon after, uh, in 2001, the World Trade Center attack on 9-11. You see, our family, our, our family at home, our internet at home was dial up. So I had to like wait 30 seconds just to even get in uh, to get online. I had a brand new Yahoo account. So that just tells you everything too. A brand new Yahoo account. I was really stoked because I think I had AOL before and then it went to Yahoo. And um, what I did was I invested $2,500 of cash uh, 
that I had earned from a summer of bailing alfalfa hay uh, at basically 5 a.m. with my brother on this farm that was nearby. Um, so here's what I did. I invested in five technology stocks, Intel, Microsoft, AOL, Time Warner, Cisco, and the remainder of what I had left in cash, I bought Amazon shares. Uh, I think they were trading really low. I, I recall it being in like, I don't know, six to nine bucks. Uh, my $2,500 doubled to nearly five grand. I thought it was awesome, easy and exhilarating. I did some homework, markets ran up, but then it all collapsed when the bubble burst and then it stayed down a while. So my five grand dropped to about 500 bucks. Then I made my second mistake. I cashed out. I basically, I cashed out. That's the second mistake I made. I sold out thinking that it was never going to come back. I, I took it on the chin, which is no different than many of your experiences investing in stocks. I was discouraged. I talked to my dad. He told me that I should have researched more to understand what was going on in the investment markets, stock market. And he encouraged me to find out what happened. I just, I just needed to do more work to figure out what, what the heck happened. And so I wouldn't make the same mistake again. Although I'd lost my hard earned money, I was humbled, but I was hooked. I straight up was hooked. Um, because years later and in college, I studied the markets, the economy and realized that money could be made using investments and trading, but maybe over a longer period of time. And I was looking at certain segments of, of the equity markets and, uh, and, and I, I, I made the wrong investment at the wrong time. Um, but the experience was one of the most valuable financial lessons I learned at the age of 15 to 21 years old. That was like that time frame that I learned a lot. If only I, I would have held those positions and not sold them today. I did some of the math on that. I'd have hundreds of thousands of dollars in Amazon alone. So yeah, that was humbling to you know, over all this time, having Amazon be one of the largest companies in the world. And it was a struggling, losing money book, online bookseller, reseller. Uh, it was crazy. Uh, that's why I put the remainder of my stuff in it. And little did I know Bezos would become one of the richest guys in the world. So it's not what happens to you, but how you respond to it, that matters more. Um, as of like, I think today or yesterday, I think this week, uh, I think John Elway is wishing he would have invested in the Broncos when he had the chance way back when. I think he could have gotten like 20% of the, the equity of the company since it sold uh, to the Waltons, which they own Walmart and they're one of the wealthiest families in the world for something like a record $4.6 billion, which would have paid him hundreds of millions of dollars. But please be aware, I'm putting this note in here, that there's this thing called FOMO when you're making investments or the fear of missing out. It can also be a trap too. So uh, investor beware. Think about your first investing experience, just like I did. How is it defined how you approach the stock market, bond market, investing, or running a business, or deciding to go into business, or deciding not to go into business and work for a corporation? Um, a lot of a lot of these a lot of those experiences tend to frame how we view uh, investing in the equity markets. Um, for those like me with a lot of miles on the car, meaning older, it's a good story to write down and share with your friends and family. 
especially with your kids, your successes, your failures, what you think about finance, the equity markets. And it's something that um, I hope financial literacy really picks up in America because we really need it. With as much money as we printed, uh, the trillions and trillions of dollars, it just becomes some pie in the sky thing and people don't take it seriously that someday we got to pay the piper and and someday we'll all have to be held accountable to the to the money that's uh, being printed and created in our system. So finance, um, in my view, touches everything. Um, and that's why I got into it. That's why I love it. Um, and finance and accounting, that's my background. So I, I love this stuff and I can't wait to share um, more insights with you guys. So to the graduates entering the financial related sectors, which is basically everything fintech, the variety of experiences, successes and failures over the over my past 15 to 25 years has shaped me and prepared me for what I'm doing today. The challenge is immense in this highly competitive investment landscape and in an industry of uh, in, in our industry of fee consolidation, robo advising and regulation. It is about who you know and the information you have access to um, privately but also publicly available information and an ability to disseminate and unlock value, valuable or value opportunities through analytics um, uh, to make good investing decisions. Um, the digitization, that's a hard word for me to say, digitization and decentralization and democratization of finance, which is artificial intelligence, machine learning, and algorithms are making it easy easier for investors to access markets. For example, the gamification of investing like Robin, the Robinhood's platform or decentralized cryptocurrency platforms like Coinbase, Bitcoin platforms and stuff like that, cryptocurrencies, Meta, for example, uh, Facebook finally flipping over to the Meta ticker symbol today, actually. Um, or the democratization of private markets like iCapital Network or crowdfunding sites for private equity or venture capital investments in the private markets, which you have to be accredited for. But rapid changes and challenges are everywhere and seem to be accelerating in this uh, fintech and uh, advanced technology world that's moving even more rapidly that direction. Additionally, Asset allocation models are constantly challenged as indicated recently by high inflation and the Fed aggressively raising rates and uh, uh, implementing quantitative tightening or QT. The global economy is doing that as well in unison in a, in a, in a synchronous manner, if you will. So what we know as the efficient frontier and modern portfolio theory are being tested. Objective Elliott wave theory, cycle theory, Dow theory, and others are being debated and strictly analyzed and tested. Regardless of all these forms of studies, uh, they're all useful tools when analyzed holistically and comprehensively and comprehensively studied in making portfolio allocation or investment decisions. The reality is the investment landscape is changing quickly as students which we're all students, hopefully, I, hopefully we don't all have our heads in the sand. If you want to be on top of your game, 
You must commit to learning as much as you can, being flexible, adaptable, and driven more uh, than a motivation of just money and making money or always being too scared to do anything, which is just sitting in cash and not investing. There's a lot of parables that talk about that. I tell you the truth, as soon as you stop learning, things will change on you and what you thought you knew may need to be adapted and adjusted. Just be humble, put in the work. And you just, my, my last little line of advice is just be a vine connected the branch always in God's speed. So the goal of this podcast is to educate, teach, and entertain. The timing and framework for this podcast is weekly for 30 minutes. The episode, uh, one episode of the four episodes per month may be focused on a recap of the previous month's data and year-to-date data. So I'm going to kind of recap historically what's happened, not always just week to week to week. The content won't be like this intro episode every week, but I will cover market news and economic data and topics and subtopics around topics around personal finance and investing, financial planning, tax, insurance, retirement, retiring early, strategy, and much more, including fun or entertaining content. Some episodes uh, I may have a special guest on to discuss timely, relevant information. Uh, hopefully you guys will love it and want to share it with your friends and family. So um, thank you for joining me for this first episode of the Northbound Wealth Podcast. Please like and subscribe to my RSS feed on my website at www.northboundwealth.com under the podcast dropdown. Um, please reach out to me if you're interested in working with Northbound Wealth by going to our contact us page on our website at www.northboundwealth.com and just submitting a little form, you questionnaire you fill out, send me a message and then I will reach out to you. Thanks again and stay tuned for next week's podcast and uh, good luck and have a great rest of your week and weekend. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.